Hello, this is Brian Bullington, and I am pastor of New Song Family Church in Ventuk, Namibia. I'm so glad that you have joined us today, and it's my prayer that this podcast message will help you to grow closer to Jesus as you walk daily with Him. Good morning. Um, the verse, uh, the starting verse for this morning is um, from Psalm 96, 8 to 9. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Worship is a word that we've all heard and um, we, we've heard it for years. Um, it comes from two words, worth and ship, like friendship or hardship. Um, it, it's an actionable word. Um, which means ascribing or giving worth to something or someone. We all do it every day of our life. Um, we think some things are worth it and some things aren't worth our time and effort. Um, basically, uh, when we say um, we worship something, we give something or someone all, all the worth that we can. Um, but what is worth to one person is not necessarily exactly worth to the other person. So it's a very personal thing, what, what's worth to people. Um, um, for example, a few weeks ago, we were driving back from South Africa uh, on the N1 highway, and um, Sybil is already laughing. Um, she knows the story. Um, but we were driving back on the N1 highway, and um, if people know South Africa, they know N1 is known for its accidents, and it's quite a rough road, there are a lot of trucks. And it was four of us in the car, I was driving, two of us were vets, myself and my friend who was sitting next to me, and the two people were sitting in the back. Um, and as we're driving at, you know, highway speed, um, my friend next to me says, oh man, there's a sheep stuck in a fence next to the road. Um, and I'm like, are you sure it was stuck? She's like, definitely, it was stuck and it couldn't get out. So I'm going, oh, now, now I can't live with this knowledge of not having helped the sheep. But this is the end one, and um, the other two in the back are going, no ways, you're not going to do this. I'm like, what are we going to do? I mean, the sheep's stuck. It's, they're like, it doesn't matter what happens to the sheep, we must just go. I'm like, no, 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 we're going to. So, yes, lo and behold, I do a U-turn on the end one, trucks on both sides. They're like, this is absolutely insane. And I think um, the audience will be equally divided on this one. Um, you know, some of you think this was insane and stupid. Very, very right. It was insane and stupid. And some of you think, oh, that's so sweet. And you're very right, even righter than the other people. Um, but <laughs> but um, so for the two of us, it was worth taking the U-turn, the time, the effort, and the risk to save the sheep. And for the rest of us, it wasn't, um, for the two others, it wasn't worth this. So, um, it comes to you ruining the climax. <laughs> so, worth is something that we as humans um, and God, because we're made in the image of God, God gives us worth and we learn to give things and situations worth. Um, uh, Archbishop William Temple says, um, we've been given this incredible ability of being selfless, and we are being selfless by showing absolute adoration to something. When we adore something, we 
thing or person worth, and that's basically what worship is. So a few ways in real life how we show worship or we show that something or someone is worth is if you like someone, you spend time with them. You spend your resources, you spend your money on them, you, you share your talents with them, you cook for someone, even if it's a burnt meal. Um, <laughs> we spend our creativity, we, we um, share our imagination, we imagine how we can help them, we um, think about them, um, we, um, we learn about them, we learn about the things we think are worth. Um, also, if we want to show someone is worth it, we love what they love, or the people they love. So those are just a few ways of how we show worth or um, show worship in our life. In Matthew, so it is just around Christmas, so we have to have a Christmas story. Um, and um, Matthew 2, 1 to 12, um, speaks about these wise men. I'm going to read this passage. Um, the visit of the wise men. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was born the king of Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and he, we have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They, they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. We all know he was lying. After listening to the king, they went on their, on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country another way. So from this story, we knew, know a few things about these wise men. One, that they were wise, they were from East, they came to worship Jesus, and they were led by dreams. Um, they might or might not have um, read the Psalms, but they were definitely there to worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Um, but what they came across was baby Jesus. Um, God had done the unthinkable. Um, he'd come in a form of baby to show us what we are worth. They traveled a long way, spent time and resources um, just to come um, to worship Jesus. But one thing we have to ask ourselves, um, who's, you know, we kind of assuming here they were wise men because the author assumes that they were wise men, but we're not told why the author assumes they are wise. What makes them wise? Um, why are they called wise men? We, we're not given the background, but can it be that what they worship is what makes them wise? Um, in Psalm 90, 14, we're told, 
um, that um, uh, we're given a small snippet of what wisdom might be. So teach us to number our days right so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Um, you know, we can interpret this as a doom and gloom, you know, we need to live in dread of um, death, but that's not how I interpret it. Um, it is, it's basically what is, what is worth our time on earth? What is it worth to spend time on this earth on? And maybe that is how we get wise. Now, we, we do kind of think that age gives wisdom, but not always. We all know um, very non-wise old people, and we do know very wise young people. So yes, um, age has something to do with it, but apparently, according to scripture, um, our perception of time has something to do with wisdom. Um, we're jumping around here in scripture, but I will connect it, I, I hope, at the end. <laughs> Um, Matthew 4, verses 8 to 20, gives us two contrasting um, worships. Um, this, is a, this is the story where Jesus is um, tempted and he's, uh, it's Jesus is fasting in the desert and now tempted by the devil. This is the third temptation that the devil comes to him with. Um, Matthew 4, 8 to 20. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I'll give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it's written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. Um, here we see Satan is a worshipper of self. He, he doesn't like anyone or anything more than himself. Um, Jesus worships God and teaches us to worship God and serve him alone. Book of Revelations has this very interesting statement about worship of self and its relation to perception of time and how we see it. Um, uh, it's, it's about um, uh, when Satan was thrown onto earth. Um, it says, but woe to earth and sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He's filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. So here's Satan. Um, he knows he doesn't have enough time, and that perception of lack of time irritates him. It makes him mad. He's furious. Okay, let's contrast it <laughs> to John 13. Um, uh, and... It's about um, the last days of Jesus. It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of love. I mean, here's Satan, who's furious because his time is short. And here's Jesus, who knows his time is short, but instead chooses love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. So what an amazing contrast. 
Here is someone who knows his time is short and wants to serve and love. And here's Satan, who knows his time is short, but is absolutely furious and is bent on hell on earth. So what's the secret? Why does brevity of time on earth not worry or face Jesus? Um, he's let, um, let us in on the same secret he has. The secret is Jesus knows how to number his days right. Jesus, the wisest man on earth, knows that numbering his days right is not difficult. He's got infinite amount of time in heaven, just like you and me. We've got all the time in the world in heaven. Even though our time on earth is finite, we have the same eternity that Jesus has. And the purpose of this finite time on earth is to ascribe worth, to worship with our actions, the God him, he loves and we love. And Jesus has shown us with his actions how to use this time and effort um, and how we can do it. It's by ascribe, so worth is ascribing something, um, uh, worth to something. Worship is ascribing worth to something. And it's a learned behavior. It's not something we're born with. Um, we learn to do it. And um, you, can, you can see it with kids. I mean, you can give diamonds and rubies and gold coins to kids. They don't care. I mean, Kinder Joy, Haribo, chocolates, that's all they want. Um, but as we grow older, we learn what is more worth and what has more value. So every day we live in this hope and the good news that we can learn to worship in our day-to-day -day acts. We can choose worship every single day of our lives. You know, this is just around Christmas, the most frantic time of the year. The year's been very long, but suddenly the last two weeks are very short. You've got to um, pack in that shopping. We've got to um, make sure that um, you know, all that uh, last minute business is done. Um, it's, it's quite a stressful time because the businesses are coming to a close, but you need to make sure that everything's ready for Christmas. And um, as we get prepared for this Christmas season, we've got um, two ways in which we can spend our time. We can worship ourselves. Um, we can be anxious about the lack of time. We can get angry and upset about all the unfinished business. Or we can choose to worship God by knowing and acknowledging that the time is the time to adore Jesus. Um, the time um, truly made by God, set aside um, for this perfect plan when he sent Jesus on earth. Um, and that is the true focus of, of Christmas. And we can do that by doing things that are worth to God. And those are restoring fractured relationships, maybe, or um, practicing forgiveness, or using our time and resources to serve others, um, or maybe enjoying his creation, um, adoring what he adores and whom he adores, and that is all the people. And in doing this, um, we, just like the wise men did, Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Um, and in closing, the sheep was not hurt. We all we went all the way back to find that the sheep was perfectly fine. <laughs> this is Rico Veca, and I'm also a pastor at New Song Family Church. I want to thank you for listening to this message today. And it is my hope that you'll join us again for another New Song Family Church podcast.